0: you seen one of Spurgeon's sermon outlines? They're very minimal, almost skeletal, very small amount of writing he has on his paper that he preaches from. Have you ever then compared one of his sermon outlines to one of his printed sermons that you can read? It's amazing how much meat there is in his sermons compared to how very little he has in his outlines. How does he do that? Well, the answer to that is he uses the faculty of impromptu speech. Maybe you're wondering what that is. Spurgeon described impromptu speech as speaking without special preparation, without notes or immediate forethought. Impromptu speech is a vital skill for any preacher to have. And it's so vital of a skill that uh, Spurgeon called it the noble power, and he instructed his preaching students to learn this noble power as best they could. How can we learn this noble power of impromptu speech? That's what we're gonna talk about in today's video. Some call impromptu speech or extemporaneous speaking, shooting from the hip, like the gunslingers in the old fashioned Westerns who would draw on their opponent and shoot from the hip, they would shoot without aiming their pistols. They would shoot by instinct. And if you were good at it, then you won the duel. And if you were bad at it, then sometimes you would have very severe problems. And the same is true with preaching. When it comes to speaking extemporaneously or using the faculty of impromptu speech, if you do it well, then you're going to have a really great sermon. If you don't do it well, then you could have some real problems in your preaching. Spurgeon taught his preaching students that this was a skill they needed to develop. However, he advised them not to deliver their sermons uh, in this way as a general rule. In other words, he wanted them to plan their sermons and to study for their sermons and labor over preparing the sermon outline and learning the sermon topic and the passages that are in the sermon, but he did not want them to plan every single word. Use your sermon outline as a scaffolding upon which you build, uh, through extemporaneous preaching, the structure of your public sermon. On this, Spurgeon was emphatic. He said, if we can study and do not, if we can have a studious ministry and will not, we have no right to call in a divine agent to make up the deficits of our idleness or eccentricity. That is, the ability to speak extemporaneously or the faculty of impromptu speech is not a replacement for study. We should be studying, but we just use the skill of impromptu speech to help us as we deliver the sermon that we have studied for. Spurgeon added, If you seek this gift as a pillow for an idle head, you will be mistaken. For the possession of this noble power will involve you in a vast amount of labor in order to increase it and even to retain it. In other words, impromptu speech used in preaching does not deliver us from studying more. Actually, it drives us to study even more than we would have because only the mind that has been honed and trained by a great amount of study can effectively use impromptu speech. Otherwise, you're just kind of... uh, Saying a whole lot about nothing. And that's one of the worst kinds of preaching there is. So, how can we develop this noble power, as Spurgeon calls it? Well, I've taken his chapter titled The Faculty of Impromptu Speech and I've distilled it down into four imperatives. And the first one is this If you want to develop that skill of impromptu speech, you must study more. Read books, read good books, read old books. Uh, prefer the dusty old volumes that have been uh, proven over the last couple of hundred years by thousands and thousands, yea, millions of edified readers. There's nothing wrong with contemporary books. They have their place, uh, of course, but when it comes to the preacher study, uh, the ancients are a goldmine of sermon treasure. And, of course, above all, we must be habitually... Regularly, daily, studying the Word of God. That is the primary source of what we fill our minds and our hearts with as preachers. Spurgeon said, You will not be able to extemporize good thinking unless you have been in the habit of thinking and feeding your mind with abundant and nourishing food. Take it as a rule, without exception, that to be able to overflow spontaneously, you must be full. If you want to use the faculty of impromptu speech, you've got to have a mind that can overflow into impromptu speech. Otherwise, again, it'll just be a whole lot of nothing. Now, believe it or not, along these lines of studying, Spurgeon actually recommends a part of sharpening the preacher's mind and filling it with good things to help him preach uh, is the skill of learning a second language, believe it or not. Now, I know that We took Greek and Hebrew in Bible college and seminary, and most of us complained the whole time, and some of us perhaps since our college years have forgotten a lot about that. But perhaps this is a good reminder that the Greek and Hebrew is not just good for your hermeneutics, but it's also good for your homiletics because it helps sharpen your mind. And even perhaps if you were like me and you took some Latin in high school and you forgot most of it, it's good for the preacher's mind to go back and relearn those things or or learn another language, whether it's Greek, Hebrew, Latin, French, Spanish, Portuguese, I don't know, Korean, whatever you want. But the ability to learn a second language actually helps the preacher uh, to focus his attention and, and sharpen his clarity of thought. Spurgeon explained it this way. By this exercise, the mind becomes able to appreciate refinements and subtleties of meaning and so acquires the power of distinguishing between things that differ, a power essential to an expositor of the word of God. The second imperative when it comes to learning this noble power of impromptu speech is that we should write more. Spurgeon emphatically denounced writing your sermon out word for word for the express purpose then of reading the manuscript in the pulpit. He was uh, very much against reading sermons from a manuscript. But he did say that students of preaching and preachers in general should learn to write a lot because good writing makes for good preaching. He said, those of us who write a great deal in other forms for the press, etc., may not require that exercise But if you do not use the pen in other ways, you will be wise to write at least some of your sermons and revise them with great care. To excel in preaching, you need to be good at writing. So start a blog or write a journal or write your sermons out every week word for word or even start writing a book. Whether or not anyone reads your blog or whether or not your book ever gets published or whether or not, uh, you know, you become... A professional writer that's not the point the point is it will help you to be a better preacher and if you're called to preach then that's the most important thing isn't it the third imperative is practice more practice preaching every chance you can get if you're not in pastoral ministry then preach in a nursing home or teach in a sunday school or i don't know run a home bible study something do whatever you can to be in the practice of preaching more Only through a great deal of practice can you develop the skill of impromptu speech, and only through a great deal of preaching can you retain this skill. You can lose it. Regarding practice, Spurgeon said, students living together might be of a great mutual assistance by alternately acting the part of audience and speaker with a little friendly criticism at the close of each attempt. So maybe you have a friend in the ministry, or maybe... You have a friend that's training for the ministry as you are. What you should do is practice preaching to one another if you don't get the opportunity to regularly preach somewhere else in some ministry fashion. You need to be practicing. You need to be preaching, or you'll never develop these skills the way that they need to be developed. Surprisingly, Spurgeon also said that we should practice impromptu speech in private. He actually recommends... As you write your sermon, as you think about complex subjects, as you try to refine certain propositional statements, that you say it out loud, yes, talk to yourself. Um, Some people say you shouldn't talk to yourself. Some people might think it's a mark of being jumbled in your brains. But it's actually a good exercise to help you think with clarity and, and speak extemporaneously. Spurgeon explained it this way. Thought is to be linked with speech. That is the problem. And it may assist a man in its solution. If he endeavors in his private musings to think aloud, so has this become habitual to me that I find it very helpful to be able in private devotion to pray with my voice. Reading aloud is more beneficial to me than the silent process. And when I am mentally working out a sermon, it is a relief to me to speak to myself as the thoughts flow forth. He continues, Good impromptu speech is just the utterance of a practiced thinker, a man of information, meditating on his legs, and allowing his thoughts to march through his mouth into the open air. Think aloud as much as you can when you are alone, and you will soon be on the high road to success in this matter. So when you read, read out loud. When you pray, pray out loud. It's actually good practice for impromptu speech. The fourth imperative is pray more. What I mean by that is what Spurgeon said, the preacher must cultivate a childlike reliance upon the immediate assistance of the Holy Spirit. So pray for the Holy Spirit to help you. Pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you in your preaching, to give you that uh, uh, divine assistance that all preachers need when we are behind the pulpit. Depend upon the Holy Spirit and He will not fail you. Spurgeon explained The divine mind, beyond a doubt, comes into contact with the human intellect, lifts it out of its weakness and distraction, makes it soaring and strong, and enables it both to understand and to express divine truth in a manner far beyond its unaided powers. Now, in closing, let me just say, I know uh, that many preachers will refrain from impromptu speech and will write out as much of their sermons as possible word for word and use those near word for word manuscripts and their preaching because they are afraid of failing. Nobody wants to stand before a crowd and have a mind go blank. And let's be honest, those of us preachers who rely a lot on impromptu speaking when we're preaching, we have all had our minds go blank. And it can be a little embarrassing. Uh, But understand that your people understand. Everybody has these problems, whether we're speaking publicly or even in conversation. So don't let fear of going blank in the pulpit inhibit you from practicing impromptu speech. Again, You get better with practice, and it's a skill that grows as you use it. Spurgeon encourages us with these words. My brethren, if the Lord has indeed ordained you to the ministry, you have the best reasons for being bold and calm. For whom have you to fear? You have to deliver your Lord's errand as he enables you. And if this be done, you are responsible to no one but your heavenly master, who is no harsh judge. If God has called you into the ministry and you know this, then you have nothing to fear. The God who has called you is the God that will equip you, and the God that will equip you is a gracious and generous God, and He gives His men, as they preach, abilities. So trust in God, don't fear failure, don't let this fear of the crowd, of failing, of mind going blank inhibit you from practicing and using the faculty of impromptu speech.